This is the Check Your Six podcast, and hopefully it's coming in loud and clear. If the video is a little fuzzy, I apologize. If it's a little choppy, I apologize. This is what happens when we try to make things better. It usually gets worse before it gets better. So we will go through that. Yeah, take number two. Welcome to the next week's episode of Check Your Six podcast. We are covering all the preparations for going to Japan in the Pro League. We're covering week three of phase one of season three for Collegiate R6. And we are going to have a special topic at the end of the show for roaming, guided by that guy over there, our co-host Syntax, or Syntax GG on Twitter. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Uh, I hope everyone's doing good today. I certainly can't complain. It's been a nice, calm, closure-filled week for R6, or at least the Pro League, at least, for a couple weeks. So we get a break and see what the international competition is going to be like, which will be really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so did I, did I catch it correctly? Are we going to do Pro League first? Uh, let's do Pro League first. I, I feel like that that's the that's the meat of the week at this point. I mean, last week we knew that Dark Zero punched their ticket to Japan in the number one uh, seed slot. And this week, the games on Monday was going to determine who was in the second place seed and who was going to go into relegation. We already knew Sonics was in relegation regardless. No matter what they did, they were in the bottom. The number two team to be decided for relegation came down to the the loser between TSM and Rogue. Did you happen to watch that match? I didn't catch it. The TSM Rogue match? Yeah. I did, actually. Um, it was kind of a, a slaughter. Um, TSM TSM is, is very comfortable in CAFE, and they knew that. And they, they've played CAFE before, and, then, and I believe they won. Um, honestly, I think that's... Either, I don't know if it's like the one map that TSM just clicks on or it's just a map that they like to focus on um specifically because it's you know when they when it got reworked um you know it was kind of new to everybody so maybe they just took advantage of that and um got ahead of the curve and created some some strats for that but uh they 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 took down rogue pretty handedly um and left rogue to go down to relegations along with the sonics yeah i'm pulling up the match now 7-3 the final GSM putting up four rounds on defense. And would you say Cafe is a defender defender heavy map or a attacker sided map? Um, I think a lot of people would argue that it's a uh, defender heavy map, but honestly, it can go either way. Uh, I think it's pretty balanced for the most part, especially since the rework. Um, I've seen I've seen people do really well on attack and i've seen people do really well on defense um i i think it just comes down to the team if i'm going to be honest um i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's a map you know like 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 clubhouse where it's pretty defender heavy so like i said it's it's pretty it's pretty team dependent yeah and when we look at the round breakdown you can see that tsm strung together a couple of wins on that first half but then they just had that solid defense four rounds running by elimination, by elimination, by elimination on only repeating service cooking defense 
on their first round and as their second round or their last round. So, I mean, TSM very clearly knows how to defend that map. Yes, um, especially since uh, the especially since the the, the pickup of Gotcha. Um, actually, since Gotcha is on the is is playing on the team now, um, they've been they've been doing a lot. Sorry, give me give me one second. You're all good. Don't, don't own pets, people. They annoy you. <laughs> all right. Um, back to my train of thought here. So, so TSM and and, uh, and Cafe, I, they they are honestly probably the best team in, in pro league at, at Cafe. Now, now Dark Zero is 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 pretty good at Cafe, but honestly, um, looking at the gameplay between the two teams, I would say that TSM. Is what map do you think Dark Zero has them edged out on? Bank. Um, I think if I remember correctly, Dark Zero is like like fifty something and one on bank when it comes to like I believe. Um That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh Dark Zero is, is very, very, very good at bank. Um and I don't think um another match that was incredibly surprising to EG Sonic's match. Now, going into the match, everyone was like, okay. Actually, it was um, not EG Space Sonics, Station. I'm sorry. It was Space Station and Sonics. Everyone going into the match was like, okay, um, going to be an easy 7-0. And I'll, I'm not going to lie, I was thinking the same thing as well. The Sonics won. And I, yeah, they did. my jaw was my my jaw was dropped. I could not believe what I saw. Um, <laughs> now I don't know if Space Station was trying very hard because the the, the reason I say this, I'm, I'm not saying this because they did they did bad. Um, Sonics, don't get me wrong. Sonics are they're they're a good team. Um, it's just what they've been doing this season hasn't been working out very um and they didn't do very well as a result of that but i think space station was honestly using that match to try out new things um anyone who watched it um so canadian space station's new member he was this poor guy was trying so hard um to make warden work on armory defense uh, they they defended Armory like, um, I, I don't I don't remember Canadian. You played Warden every single every single time they played Armory and and just died every single time. <laughs> now, um, it looks like they did I mean, Armory archives three times and they only yeah, they, managed to defend it once. Yeah, they. <laughs> uh, Poor Canadian. He was the. I think he was the first guy to die. Um, each round they defended Armory because he was trying to play Warden. Um, so I think he I, was at like. I want to dive into that real quick. Why is Warden not ideal for that site? Okay. Actually, if I'm going to be totally honest, Warden is actually like in theory, Warden is actually a really solid pick for that site. Um, because so you know the the traditional push for armory is to open up the main armory uh, armory wall that leads that's on the balcony right so once they breach that wall um you know they'll use like a capital or um you know anyone with smokes you know like a montane or someone they'll throw smokes and they'll plant right inside the breach well warden with his ability he can see through smoke 
um, kind of like Glass can with his scope. So Warden's a good pick because when they do a smoke, when they when they go for that smoke plant, he w- he's able to deny it extremely easy um, by just running through the smoke and looking for the guy that's sitting there planning and just shotgun him in the face. Um, but the thing is, is they were running Capitao and um, like either Canadian was just dying because Ward. So, okay, so Warden. To give a little, little bit more context, Warden is a one speed three armor, so it means he's very slow. Um, which is it kind of defeats the purpose of of his ability um, and to see through smoke. You want to be able to move fast so you can deny anything that's going on in the smoke. But he's very slow, um, and so what they would do is they would they would smoke off with Capitao, but after they'd smoke, they would immediately firebolt. So like the firebolts are covered up by the smoke, and so you can't see the fire. And so Warden was running through the smoke on fire ground that he couldn't see, and he was dying. Um, Brutal. Yes, yeah. Um, which honestly leads me... Um, so, Test Server, they're actually making a change to Warden. They're making him a two-armor, two-speed, which is actually really good because that's going to increase him as an operator uh, so he can move around a little bit faster um, and do what he wants. But uh, honestly, all in all, Canadian, Canadian he, he's, he's very smart. He's, he's an incredible counter-strater. Which is what I think. Which is what he was doing. He was kind of testing some waters here with that operator because nobody, nobody in pro league uses warden. Um, to be honest, barely anybody uses warden uh, in 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 normal gameplay and ranked and casual. I, I I rarely ever see. And he's just kind of trying new things. He's kind of going against the grain, which is what he's always done. Um, and I think he will bring warden a lot, a lot more now, um, once he becomes a two two speed two. Um, Apparently, I, I'm honestly, blue again. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's a low light filter with your camera. Yeah, lean back a little bit. And you should the uh, it should uh, fix it like it did last time. There you go. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I'm I'm excited for next pro league um, when the changes come. So maybe we'll see Warden a little bit more. Um, I kind of would have liked to see him a little bit more this season, but. He's he's very he's a very niche operator. Um, and it's it seems like it. I have like he's not popular. It's I don't know whether or not it's his gadget just doesn't get much counterplay opportunities because like as you mentioned, Capital being able to do smoke and then the AOE uh, denial from that like that's I mean that's a straight up counter to Warden's being any sort of aggressive play. But what's his defensive like? if you're not going to kind of go aggro on that. So, um, yeah, like, I, I, I've i honestly been intimidated from trying him because I can't think of enough scenarios, especially in just public matches and casual play. Like, I can't think of enough ways to just be ahead of the curve on how to approach him. So I don't know if it's just that he's a difficult operator or if, given the random ass hattery that goes around in public matches that you don't get that opportunity to really see him shine but when you see competitive play at this level if they're not picking him there's got to be a bigger reason yeah and um actually now that i think about it i remember one other match where warden i cannot remember i think it was laxing from team uh laxing used him used warden um, on blue stairs 
in the basement of Bank, defending the, the basement site on Bank. Um, traditionally, blue stairs are held by smoke um, with a shotgun because it's super easy to hold that stairwell uh, with a shotgun. Um, and then, you know, if anyone comes in, he can, he can throw his smokes and, and smoke off the entrance to the stairs and all that, all that jazz. Um, but Warden is actually kind of good on those stairs as well, because, uh, what teams like to do is they like to, um, flashbangs, uh, candelas if they're, if they're, they're running ying, um, at an angle down the stairwell to flash whoever's on the stairwell and then rush in. Um, Warden, he can activate his ability. Um, so not he not only can he see through smokes, he 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 can he's immune to flashbangs um, and uh, candelas, which are a, a flashbang on steroids. Um, while his ability is active, so um, he's able to like deny those flashbangs and stuff, and so he can still um, keep a solid hold on on the bank blue stairs. Yeah, I, I imagine. That's just got to be the like one discovering the play, being able to use Warden in that situation. But then also teams starting to get used to having different options, especially if Warden's going to go to a two-speed two armor uh, in the next pat or in the next update. Like that's going to give a little more versatility and approachability to using the operator. So I, I'm curious. Maybe at that point you start seeing the the smoke ban because if it's a common strategy and it's effective, unless you have a good counterplay to smoke, and that may be dependent on a team's roster to be able to handle that, maybe that warden start starts changing that map metal. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm just waiting. What's? I mean, we're coming down to the end of the regular season for this for this season. How is there been an operator that you you you've been surprised has been picked as often as it has or banned as often as it has? To be honest, no. Um, everything that I've seen is is pretty normal or you know logical um, from my point of view at least. Um, to some other people, it made it maybe a surprise that they would ban that operator on a map, but because I think I have a little bit more experience and and stuff like that most of the operator bands that I see are, are pretty are pretty normal. So um as far as operator picks, no, I I don't think I've seen anything that's like too surprising. Um people bring the meta. If if Jackal's on the board, they bring the Jackal. You know, there's people say, oh, you know, like, you know, don't use that because it's bad manners. Well like you don't you don't you don't win tournaments. <laughs> you don't win tournaments by uh trying to be a gentleman and not picking an operator that's not on the board or that's on the board. Right. That's that. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so that was TSM or that was space station gaming and Sonics. That match had no consequence. It allowed space station to get some more practice in essentially, because they're not going to Japan. Sonics is going to relegation. So all things considered, this could have been considered just a friendly match and space station went out. Like you were saying, just wanted to try something, see what happens, because there's no consequences. With it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was zero consequence. Doesn't matter who won. You know, um, both neither neither teams were 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 going anywhere if they won or lost. So, um, regardless, songs were going to relegations, and Space Station, regardless, wasn't doing anything. So, um, you know, even if they won, they weren't going to Japan. If they lost, then it. They lost, you know, this, it doesn't, it doesn't really hurt them. So 
uh, they didn't move up or down on the board. I don't, I don't think anyways. Um, no, I don't. I, it, it's not meaningful in any way, whether they moved up or not. Um, actually, so then, I take that they, they would have gotten ahead of luminosity, but at the same time, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter because yeah. uh, only only Dark Zero and Team Reciprocity are going to Japan for the Pro League Finals. It's of no consequence. And Team Reciprocity got there because they beat Luminosity Gaming while uh, Evil Geniuses lost to Dark Zero. Evil Geniuses needed to win or they needed Reciprocity to... What was it? Reciprocity needed to win but EG would have gone to Japan had Reciprocity tied. tied or lost. No, even if EG tied. Um, so with Team Reciprocity's win, right, they have 24 points. EG, as it stands, because they lost, they got zero points, so they still have 24 points. If they would have gotten a tie, um, they would have gotten a point, and they would have gotten 25 points, with them, which would have put, a, put them ahead of Team Reciprocity, so... That's a little unfortunate for them. Yeah, so Evil Geniuses had a strong showing. Re Reciprocity had that early strong start to the season, but they clutched it out in the end to just edge out EG just barely on the, in that literally the last week of play. So congrats, Reciprocity. You're going to Japan. Luminosity, you're back to the drawing boards like Space Station Gaming. Take the downtime, learn a little bit, practice some more. And EG, lick the wounds, and you're in the same spot as LG and Space Station Gaming. I hope that's... But no, there's there's probably no comfort in that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, you know, obviously I'm excited for, for Dark Zero to go pro, pro League Finals, you know. We're in the old... Um, there you go. But uh, I'm also excited to see Team Reciprocity go, because I feel like I haven't seen them that much this season. Besides on the the online matches, I haven't seen them at, at many of the lands. If at least it feels like, maybe I'm going crazy, but I feel like they. I have like I haven't seen them that much um, anywhere else. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you so, got your wish from last week because you said if Evil Geniuses win, you kind of already know what to expect from them, and you know what you're going to get from them. They're pretty straightforward, especially at, at, on a land setting. But Re Team Reciprocity. You didn't know what to expect, so you wanted to see something a little more spicy, and I think that's what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the finals. I'm excited to see um, what the outcome is. Uh, hopefully, I really hope NA can break this curse here and uh, make it out of groups and into, uh, into finals here. When was the last time so, NA made it out of groups? Um, I got, uh, Raleigh. And I made it out of groups, I believe, if I remember okay. correctly. It's, so, not a, uh, it's not much of a curse. I think. Yeah, Space Station made it out. Sorry. Yeah. Am, I, am I going crazy? No, I, I was there. Space Station made it. <laughs> you can, were there. Why can I not remember that? I was there. I was at Raleigh. Why can I not remember this? I could have... I'm pretty sure it was... I'm pretty sure it was... And then Phaser Secret. But, uh, but anyways. Go in A. Let's break this curse of the whole... In A is bad. Let's, let's take down... Even if we just took out one EU team, I think that would be that would be good for me. We we can take down the EU team, like some of the teams, I guess. Um, it's the teams like um, Empire and like Forza. 
um, and obviously G2. But uh, honestly, I think we have a pretty good chance with, with their performance this this season. I think we have a pretty good chance. I'm not really, I'm not too worried about us playing G2. I'm, I'm I sound very American when I say this, but I'm worried about the Russians. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're feeding them over there, but they're they're pretty damn good at the game. Yeah, I honestly haven't paid much attention to Europe, but uh, I mean, I know G2 and Team Empire had a bit of a back and forth rivalry, and Empire was the last one to upstage them in a major. If I'm if I've kept up at all. Yeah, actually, um, I take that back. Forza is a challenger. Now that I I remember now, it's all coming back to me. Forza is a, a Russian challenger, which is even worse because <laughs> they're really good and they're a they're challenger really, league. <laughs> they're really good. Yeah. Um. So actually, I don't. Well, we won't see them there because obviously they're not pro league. So. Um, it'll just be Empire from Russia. Let's see. PL5. Is it really Navi and Vodafone Giants? Navi and Vodafone, the Giants, they're going to Pro League Finals? I see. I'm looking at the stats page right now. It says 30 points for Navi and 29 points for Vodafone Giants. G2 at 26 and Team Empire at 25. So Empire didn't, didn't qualify? No. Neither did G2. That That's amazing. Um... I love for honestly, one that you're at a loss for words about that. <laughs> on, okay, honestly, I I am I am excited. Um, I met some of the the, the Giants and and Raleigh, and they are great guys. Um, I that's that's awesome. I, I'm glad that we kind of shut down those those two uh the, those two uh no pun intended giant you know EU giants. Um. And see some new EU blood going into the finals. Uh, that's good news. I'm I'm glad. This is gonna be this is gonna be a good pro league finals. I'm I'm really excited. It's kind of a ref- it's kind of a good refresher. You know, it's not the same thing. It's kind of like watching the, the Patriots go to so of like, the, the same. yeah. So we have eight teams going: two from Europe, two from North America, two from Asia Pacific, and two from Latin America. All yep. of them except for Asia Pacific have been decided. So Europe, we have Navi okay. and the Giants, Dark Zero mm-hmm. and Reciprocity from NA, Ninjas and Payamas, and Nip, FaZe Clan yeah. from Latin America. FaZe, okay. So okay, so FaZe and Ninjas and Pajamas are going to are going to finals from Latin. Yep. Latam. Okay. I, I I would hope that uh Nora Ringo makes it. I would I've always I've enjoyed them in their last showing. So I mean, their coach is insane, but I've I've always appreciated that. Okay, you know I'm actually I'm I'm actually really impressed. So, um, looking at EU. So back when we kind of when, a couple weeks ago, um, I think when we first when we did our first episode of this, G two was pretty far down the list they were like almost last and then the fact that they came back and uh almost almost got into second they had a pretty ninjas and pajamas that's awesome um that's 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 awesome that they i don't follow latem that much but from like my from what i have like seen in the past it's usually like phase clan and and liquid um that kind of make these things yeah. uh, i'm i'm nip i'm I'm glad to see nip up there that's good 
I'm and, excited. I mean, Nip actually ended up kind of blowing it out of the park. I mean, the I mean, six point win over Phase Clan, even so, thirty three points to twenty seven. So, Nip was fourteen three and one. So they had three draws, ten wins, and only one loss. It's it, they're they're ten three and one. Oh, sorry, yeah, ten three and one. They played they played fourteen matches, so yeah. they had ten pretty much the same record. And once you like that second, third, fourth, fifth place, it's all really tight. So phase twenty seven, uh, team one esports twenty six points, liquid twenty four, yeah. black dragon. Then then it kind of falls off, kind of into a similar situation of LG space station. Sonics and uh, Rogue, so those bottom four being really kind of tight um, to each other. But then there's like the top four and the bottom four in Latam is very, very separated. Yeah, uh, second, third, and fourth place are all separated by literally one or two points. Yeah, just pretty amazing. I don't Australian think any, England. none of them are participating in this one, as far as I could tell. I don't know why. Australia, New Zealand, yeah. And as far as Japan standings go, Norrengo in second place, 29 points. Cyclops Athlete Gaming, 36 points. 11, 3, and up. You know what? Okay. This is, uh, this is news to me. So back at Raleigh, so Cyclops was... They were the... Um, the qualifier team to make it into Raleigh. If you weren't chosen to go to Raleigh, they had like won the. Oh, I see. Um, and so they were they were a qualifier team. So I thought they were just a. I thought Cyclops was, uh, um, the qualifiers from Japan. I didn't. So that's the more you know. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I need to follow up more on on uh, the Japanese teams because the only ones that I know are Father's Back. Um and Nora Rango, that's it. I have yeah. no idea who these other teams are. Yeah, um, I mean they haven't had a match since the end of September. Well, I think that's all there is really to say about Pro League at this point. We know as many teams as we do, six of the eight going to Japan for the finals. That is what is that? That's like November ninth and tenth. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. So there's not going to be much more Pro League coverage for the next few weeks, but we will be getting out of the CR6 Phase 1 by that time, and we'll be into Phase 2 once uh, the finals come along. So we're going to be getting into the thick of the season as well as the Pro League Finals. So that's going to be an exciting time in, what, two to three weeks' time? Yeah, um, um, the U.S. Nationals did kind of tied us over until the finals happened. Which is still going on. Um, they're kind of getting down to the wire. Um, let me go back to. Okay, so there's only four teams left. National. Yes. Okay. So the four teams left in in, in U.S. Nationals right now are is Disrupt Gaming, a team called. Bur- so they formerly known as ZQWE, and actually, uh, ironically, uh, when U.S. Nationals started, my 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 team that I was on. We did the U.S. Nationals qualifiers. In about the third round, we had to play ZQWE. Um, and we got absolutely destroyed, <laughs> to say the least. Um, oh, wow. Which, honestly, makes a lot more sense now. Because they are in the U.S. Nationals finals. So, um, so 
ZQWE or or now Bra, they they play Dark Zero um Thursday, October twenty fourth. If anyone listening um wants to watch it, it'll be streamed on the Rainbow Six Twitch channel. Um, if you haven't been following, uh, U.S. Nationals is a uh, is a brand new. It's it's not pro league, so if you're new to the whole competitive scene, U.S. Nationals is a U.S. It's it's just a, another another tournament, another another big tournament that the U.S. is putting on to kind of uh, increase the prize pool um, for for U.S. teams. So currently, Europe has a lot more money that they can shove around for CG Esports. Um, and the U.S. didn't really have anything, and it was kind of unfair because these U.S. Pro League teams were all competing um, and winning up all this money, and in the U.S. Uh, teams are kind of sitting over here twiddling their thumbs and waiting for uh, like all the the big lands to win any money, and they weren't the orgs weren't um, they weren't earning anything, and if they weren't winning lands, so uh, or the 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 big lands anyways, so U.S. Nationals is a uh, is a good opportunity for um, all these these U.S. Uh, esports orgs to earn some more money by winning these tournaments. Um, and so now, uh, on Thursday, October 24th, Dark Zero is playing Bra. And on, actually, before that, Tuesday, October 22nd, Disrupt is playing EG. And then that Thursday, on the 24th, DZ is playing Bra. Um, and then the winners of those two will play each other for the winning spot in the Nationals. Um I think, if I remember correctly, hot two hundred thousand. If I remember correctly, it's a nice chunk of change. Uh, um, let me. Okay, before before we give out the because I don't enough. want to. Uh, Hopefully, you're not like a, a zero off, and it's only like twenty five thousand. Oh, here we go. Uh, okay, never mind. It's not nearly as much as I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the prize pool is. Is a hundred and forty thousand dollars total, right? But, oh, but it's split between be split first, out. second, and third place. First place gets sixty-five thousand. Second place gets thirty-five thousand, and third and fourth place gets ten thousand. So um, that's still quite a bit less than what EU teams get in total and in, in, in prize money for for different tournaments. But it's it's something. It's a start. Um, so hopefully, we need the scene to grow. So there's a lot more money in. Um, unfortunately. It's not like Fortnite where one person. Right. So, uh, <laughs> not yet. Uh, yeah. So, but anyways, let's move on. That's enough of that. Let's move on to uh, Sears. So at this point, we are still waiting on a lot of players to, or a lot of teams to have their week three matches. But for those who have, we have six teams who are still three and zero, which is a lot less than I thought. We would have at this point, but there are still 40 teams who are 2 and 0 who need to have their matchups. And of those 40 teams, I haven't been able to track down who is match made up against each other who are 2 and 0. So at most, if none of them are match made together, we could have as many as 26 perfect 3 and 0 teams going into the last week of phase one, which 26 of the 32 teams in the Premier League would then be basically perfect against each other and they would be seeded based off of their opponent's win rate so right now like san jose state university is three and oh but their opponents have a 61 percent win rate so they've been playing better teams than second third fourth and fifth who have a 55.5 percent win rate or their opponents do so 
San Jose State, first place, FIU in second, Grand Canyon University in third, Purdue University, fourth, University of Cincinnati Red, and UCCS Gold, sixth. So I'm not familiar with those last three. I don't recall Cincinnati being in the league last year. I don't recognize the acronym UCCS. And Purdue, I think they were in the league. I just don't recall U- them doing well. UCCS is uh, University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. That would do it. And it's their gold team, so they have more than one. That would do it. Yeah. Um, some players that I remember, they're they're actually a pretty good team a couple times, but they're actually a really good team. Um, if I recall correctly, there's a player named Puddin. Like P-U-H-D-N, put in. There's Bear, um, but yeah, Colorado, Colorado Springs was third, third place after and from the re- regular season last last year in your group. So Falcon Group three, fifteen or five wins, one tie, and three losses, and that put them in third place. So they, they are familiar to the scene, and at least their gold team. I'm assuming that that's their A team is off to a strong start reminiscent of last year. Uh, Outside of that, one of the matchups that I saw that I'm looking forward to finding out how this goes is University of Central Florida's B team. So we know Central Florida from their perfect run last year, uh, and they were the number one seed, but this is their B team. So if the A team is that good, what's their B team like? I'm wondering how deep their benches go, basically, because they're up against UNC Charlotte and their team A. And I know UNC Charlotte actually did fairly well. Um yeah, I uh, actually I do remember uh Florida's B team because so last season they had two different they had two separate leagues. They had the uh the main the main CR6 league and then they had the open CR6 league for like in for any. I remember seeing University of in the open league along so we had two teams last last I kind of kept track of it. And they, I don't remember in the finals, but actually our B team, uh, the grand finals, like father, like son, they, they lost in the grand finals to, I think if I remember correctly, but, uh, yeah. So both, both A&M teams made it to grand finals. But we, At least uh, you're consistent. <laughs> a track record going. So, um, looking at the stats, phase one, week three, yeah, week yep. three, um, Grand Canyon varsity is three and oh. No, not surprising. Longhorn Gaming, not surprising there. Um, did I ever tell you about uh, oh, it's a little showdown match versus Longhorns? No, you didn't. But actually, it looks like um, Longhorn actually Longhorn actually recorded their match, so they weren't on my list of perfect teams uh, before we started. So yeah, uh, we're up from six to seven or to eight teams. Uh, UW Whitewater Esports is now also three and yeah, okay. For those of you listening uh, who don't know, uh, University of Texas, the Longhorn, we have a very, very long-standing rivalry to college. Anything. College sports, anything. It's just a huge rivalry. Um, so, Long, the UT finally got into CR6 this this season. Um, I don't think they had a team. They they challenged us to like a, a friendly showdown match, you know, to kind of kind of keep their rivalry going. We won... As we always do, so it was actually it was actually casted and uh 
casted and recorded. So if you guys ever want to go watch that, I think it was casted on. Uh, it was oh, it was uh, broadcasted on Sternab's Twitch channel. So Sternab didn't actually cast uh, cast the match, but they um, the the casters from UT were actually able to stream to his channel. Um, so you guys can if you're you know if you're following R6, you probably follow Sternab. Um, you can go to his ch- Twitch channel and watch that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through the results that, that we're sitting at right now. Not too many surprises. I think UT Arlington, but it's their Scarlet team. I, I don't know where that falls in their rankings, but to see a UT Arlington team at uh, one win and two losses, that's a little surprising. You said UT Arlington? UT Arlington uh, Scarlet. Uh, so U- UT Arlington Scarlet. Uh, UT Arlington has just been one of those teams that, regardless of what game is being played, they always seem to be in that winner's bracket. They always seem to be, maybe not leading the way, but they always seem to have that precedent of competitive teams. And to to see them kind of off to a slow start, maybe, um, just surprises me a little bit. I know that that is an incredibly uh, competitive-driven school, so... Uh, I, I'm wondering if this is just the Scarlet team, if that's like their B team, um, or if maybe this is their A team and maybe competition's just gotten that much better. We're starting to get data rolling in from the previous weeks. Now, we, it still depends on teams to submit proper screenshots, so any of you teams listening, make sure you provide the screenshots so that uh, Syntax and I have something to talk about. But... Uh, yeah, that's just the one team that kind of surprises me at this point. There's there's so many other teams that I recognize that are still sitting at two and zero that I'm waiting for um, round three to come in uh, to really make a assessment. So like Norwich University uh, or Norwich, I forget however it's pronounced. Um, they they were a strong contender last year. I expect to see them at three and zero to be honest. Um, Maryville, they were. They, I don't even think they made it out of uh, into the playoffs last year. So sitting two and zero, that's kind of nice. Uh, we'll see how their opponents' win rates put them up if they end up pulling out another win. But right now we're kind of in a, a holding pattern until we can start seeing some more some more games roll in. Um, we start we're starting to see some of the two two wins and one loss teams. Um, seeing that they have some of the highest opponent win rates. So like Ole Miss Red, they're the first team who's 2-0-1, uh, and one, and, but their opponents have the highest win rate percentage out of the top 10. So you know they've been playing some really talented teams. So, I mean, for all I know, they they lost to San Jose State. I can look that up. Before I lose my train of thought, um, any teams out there, if um, if you guys want us to go over your footage, talk about your, t- feel free. If you know, regardless if it's being cast or not, um, if you can play, um, and then email it to myself or um, recall here. Uh, my email is uh, syntaxgg at gmail dot com. So feel free to record it, put it on YouTube, give me a you know, a Google dot or a Google Drive download, whatever. Um, and I, I will be more than happy to watch the footage and 
and talk about that. We're all we're always looking looking for stuff to watch. When it- yep, and for anyone who's here who's doing their matches, if you want to do even just a post match locker room style statement that is totally acceptable that's that you can leave a message for the podcast anchor.fm slash check your sick check your six slash message i don't think i've gotten it right a single time when i've given that link out i always trip up somewhere and it's really bothering me uh but yeah leave a comment leave a message for us and we can bring it into the chat we can break it down well it's um or if you want to send us your vod yeah, let's look at it. Let's talk about it. Let's let's get into some detail. I want to know these teams more because these are the players who are going to be picked up by teams like Dark Zero, who are going to be picked up by Sonics, assuming they stay out of relegation. Or, I mean, even if they are relegated, they're still going to want to get back into that pro league. And with 210 teams, you know at least one of those players is going to be able to step up into a professional level. Yeah, absolutely. No, you know, to be honest, I don't think that... We're talking about relegations, right? A little bit, yeah. Or if Sonics were to be relegated out of the Pro League, you know that they're going to want to pick up someone to fit their roster better. They're going to, they're going to make adjustments, and maybe that is changing the player. But I think outside of other Challenger League teams, they might start looking at the collegiate players. Um, if I'm going to be 100% honest. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, because CR6, okay, so CR6 is more like, is, is more current, as it currently stands. Um, yeah, I can't speak in the future because, you know, it could evolve into something more. But as it currently stands, CR6 is more of like an entry league into general competitive and i don't it you know the players in cr6 might be good um now challenger league they may find people from cr6 to join challenger which is more more of a possibility but a lot of the time um if a pro league team picks someone up um it's usually from uh it's usually from challenger league or a, a or a, or a former pro who is currently left who's who's nowhere you know not on any just kind of in in limbo. Sometimes they'll pick those guys up that are kind of uh, free agents. So, um, but there are there are rare instances where people will um, um, skip the line per se. Um, like a uh, good example, um, Dark Zero, uh, Nyx. He skipped the entire line uh, because hot. So Nix is actually cousins with Hot and Cold. They're 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 cousins, and so Hot and Cold was on a Challenger League team, who then made it to Pro League. Um, and then when he got signed on a Dark Zero, pretty much said like, you know, who we, you know, from what I understand from the conversation, essentially like, um, Hot and Cold was like, hey, we should pick up my cousin Nix. He's actually insanely good. All this stuff, and Zach CEO was like, okay. And they picked up Nix because he was an insanely talented player. He didn't. He was never. I mean, he was kind of. I think he played like um, some like minor leagues um, with some random teams, but he was never like hugely into. He was never actually in Challenger League, so he kind of, like I said, he skipped that whole line. He went from uh, like minor. He was just a, an insanely talented 
normal player uh, who went straight into pro league. So it does happen. It is there. It's not impossible. So um, yeah, no, and uh, like I think a lot of my point was just that out of two hundred and ten or two hundred and ten teams, there's probably one player that could be drafted into a, a situation like Sonics, where they're going into relegation, and if they happen to be relegated, someone's going to probably change their mind. They may not be in it as much the a professional uh, Rainbow Six player. Maybe they just drop out. Of they had their fun. They're burnt out on it now. They need to pick someone up. They want to pick up someone who's credible and outside of any relationships that they might have to do trades or swaps with other Challenger League teams. I think that your next, I don't know what the sourcing uh, information like for Challenger League teams outside of who do you, CR6 might be that next best vetting. Yeah. Um, honestly, it, it kind of comes down to whenever. Um, Whenever pro league teams or or big organizations pick up, um, like about who knows who in that situation, um, so maybe one of the collegiate one maybe one of the collegiate players is 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 actually good friends with uh someone on the Sonics and they're good and they're like hey pick me up and they pick them up. It's totally possible. Uh, you never know. So it's honestly it it kind of comes down to. Um, and, yeah, I think I mean, that's really that's how it goes. Way to, to, yeah, it's really the only way to kind of skip the line is is uh is who you know. It's it's is those connections. Um, but there is um from Kennesaw State uh, last season. His name is not loading. Ch- his name is Ch- Chase. His IGN is not loading. Uh, he's actually now on um, Challenger League, and he's on. He's actually on Shrug. He is on uh. The U.S. Nationals team that's in the 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 the, the semifinals. So, um, we do have a CR6 player who is um making his making his way, making his name. So, um, I I would I would really like to see more CR6 players uh, create the create a create a bigger pathway. Totally. CR6. I mean, the more credit, the more people who go from CR6 into Challenger or into any other notable positions. I mean, even eCentral going from player to caster to analyst is like a huge thing. It's it's giving credibility to this league and the talent that's going to come from it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, like you're saying, credibility. You want the CR6 players to gain visibility. We need the league as a whole to gain more. I know some of the semi-pro and pros um which is kind of unfortunate you know these guys it's a it's a good league and um you know everyone's doing their best um it's not a in my opinion it's not a joke um but uh we need some more like support like you know somewhere so to call this league a joke is kind of unfair to all the players you know they these pro guys they started somewhere too I don't know. It's... I mean, they were they were early adopters, and they were able to get in on that initial wave of teams buying up rosters and bringing players out and trying to build something. But it's through those actions that made the game popular in the first place, and it's driven a community to come behind it. And collegiate esports, however you may feel about this, it's growing at a massive speed that's faster than traditional esports their professional esports has so 
these are communities who aren't paid, who aren't even really supported by developers or any sort of event planners to really come out and do this. And for anyone who feels like CR6 is a joke, well, sorry, but DreamHack wouldn't be sponsoring them for DreamHack Atlanta and having a match broadcast there on the stage if they felt like it was a joke. DreamHack is an internationally known brand who knows what value they need to be providing, and they see something in collegiate esports. It's probably not just going to be CR6 there or collegiate, but the thing is, they are being recognized as a massive tournament organizer that DreamHack is seeing value in. So whether or not you see the value in the players themselves, what's going to come of it is only going to be beneficial to the Pro League and the yeah. Challenger League. And I mean, there's, if, I mean, if you really want to take it this far, like, yeah, professional baseball, they have the minor leagues. That's where they send everyone who's not doing so hot. That's where they send everyone who, to go and grow for years, or maybe they never even make it out of there. With the Challenger League being limited to so many teams, that, that's your minor league. But esports and games have so much more accessibility than traditional sports, especially because you don't have to physically be there to play. You can play in, across the country. I mean, we see, what is it? Kennesaw State versus Arkansas Tech. I mean, you can't get that at a minor league level. You can't. Not at the scale of 210 teams. So this is this may be the minor minor league, but this is how esports is different than traditional sports. So to kind of think you're above all of that, mm, that's going to rub me the wrong way for sure. Yeah, and honestly, um, I th I think it'll be exciting. It's new. Uh, new things usually tend to not take off, um, but uh, CR6 is taking off, and so like once it becomes like a solid foundation, I think give it a, give it some uh some time. I think people will start watching it. I I, I really hope that we start um getting some um some serious production. Uh, like Pro League, we can have Challenger League and and CR6 casted, so then people can watch all three levels of of, of competition. I think that would be great. Um, but I say this, but they actually just took Challenger League production away. Um, yeah, they did. <laughs> so, uh, which sucks um, because I I I think that's absolute garbage that they took Challenger League production. Away. Why? Like Challenger League is 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 the step below Pro League. Literally every other every other sport and um essentially um you know the the league before before like professional they're all casted they're all um like broadcasted everything siege is the only sport slash have cut their production for that or even barely barely report on it which I, I i'm not sure why maybe it's a money thing but uh uh, we've definitely have enough casters to cast it. We've definitely got enough um, CL casters. I don't know why discontinue the support for them. Maybe they, maybe enough people will cause a rush. We can only hope. Now, I know we were going to do a special topic of talking about roaming this time around because I really liked our conversation last week about uh, droning that came up from the Pro League matches. And 
uh, I wanted to certainly give you an opportunity to plug your video on your YouTube channel, but I think we're going to save the conversation for roaming next week. So this gives everyone who listens an opportunity to send in messages and questions that they might have about roaming. Or if you end up watching Syntax's video, any feedback, any admiration, any thanks for explaining the role of roaming and roamers to you, by all means, leave those messages at anchor.fm slash check your six slash message. Nailed it. Podcast over. <laughs> Honestly, um, next week will be a really good opportunity. Um, one, not to just talk about um, the topic that I was going to talk about, but also to answer any questions, you know, anything. Next week is kind of, you know, um, since Pro League is essentially done for the moment, um, that kind of leaves the first entire half of our segment uh, free for stuff like that. So um, if you have any long-winded questions um, or any, like, thought-out questions, leave them at the link that, uh, that Joe said. I'm not going to try and repeat that. Um, but if you have any, if you have any, like, quick, quick questions, like, what's your opinion on this, this, or this, feel free to stop by the stream and I can answer them on the spot. But yeah, like, it, like I said, if you have any long winded, um, if you have any videos, uh, gameplay videos, please send them in, um, stuff like that. If you have any requests, um, of something you would like me can talk about. Great. And what's your YouTube link so that people can find that video of yours? Oh, uh, youtube.com slash, it's the same thing as all my stuff, except no underscore. So it's just syntax GG. It's like my Twitter. Perfect. All right. Any, any last comments? Anything else that you want to put out there? All right. Well, for me as well, catch me on all social media at Warwalker Call. Uh, you can also find me on the Ubisoft launcher if you're ever interested in playing some Rainbow Six with me. You'll be playing, I'll be dying, and that's fine. Uh, that's how it goes. I might just pull out a shotgun and sit in a corner for a while. That's fine. That's what I do. Uh, but for that, that's the end of this episode of Check Your Six. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Once again, anchor.fm slash checkyoursix. And you can check out my other podcasts at The Summoning Hour on the same host site as well as the newest one that hasn't even published an episode yet, but you can follow along as soon as there's more information, which is Call of the Sea following the Call of Duty Seattle professional team. So we'll be getting a little fan nerdy over there once we start seeing who's on the roster, what the plan is, and talking about matches as they go. So feel free to follow along. Uh, I would really support or really appreciate your support and downloads and listens. Uh, always welcome to be part of the conversation regardless of whatever podcast it's for. So for now, I will see you all later and we'll see you all next week with Vector 6.